Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... We love our Heavenly Father. We love Jesus. We love the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do things that is displeasing to them, so we want to live out our sal- work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul told the uh, Philippian church, because he also said, because it's God who works in you. So we do know that we have the forgiveness of sins, but that doesn't stop us from wanting to live out our existence as royal heirs. Imagine you had a rich relative that passed away, and you thought for sure you were going to receive an inheritance, but then you found out your inheritance was lost. How would you feel? Most of us would be sad over what was lost. That's actually the story of every follower of Jesus. An ancient relative of ours lost our inheritance. But Jesus came to give us the opportunity to get this inheritance back, and also to offer it to those who are not yet his followers. Do you want this inheritance? If you want to learn how to get it, Pastor Jim will explain how in Galatians chapter 4. He was born as a man, born under the law. He was an heir, but very interesting. Jesus had to live under the guardian. He had to live under the schoolmaster. He had to live under the law, and he kept the law perfectly. So not only did Jesus live a perfect life in your place and in my place, remember earlier in chapter 3, he died on the cross in our place. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. So why did the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit do this? What was the plan? Here we have another one of those gospel two-sided coins. Verse 5, we're going to do this one twice again as well. To redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. So God sent forth his son, born of a woman. God became a man under the law. He lived out the law of Moses perfectly. All of the religious leaders we're encountering in Matthew that are are questioning Jesus living out the law are not questioning the living out of the law of Moses. They've added so much stuff. They don't like it that Jesus doesn't give a rip about some of their traditions. That's what what they're all in a knot about. So why did he do this? To redeem us. What does it mean to redeem? To buy back from slavery to sin. So Jesus is purchasing us. We are slaves, and Jesus is going out saying, I'll buy that one, and I'll buy that one, and I'll buy that one, and I'll buy that one. And, and, and the cross is the only way to be freed from that slavery. The cross is the only way where justice and mercy are in the same place 
to obtain the forgiveness of sins in eternal life. So he came to redeem those who were under the law. Now that's great. That's good news, right? But are you ready for the good news of the good news? Are you ready for the best of all? He redeemed those under the law that, the idea is in order that, we might receive the adoption as sons. He sent Jesus, born of a woman, to live under the law, to die on the cross, so we, who put our faith and trust in him, could receive the adoption of, as sons, so the Father would be the one doing the adopting. So first, Christ came to redeem. He came to remove the curse. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That curse is removed from us because we have turned to God and put our trust in Jesus Christ. And he has restored to us the inheritance. You say restored it, yes. Our great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather Adam, yeah, he, he, he lost it in Atlantic City. <laughs> he lost it. But the Lord gives you and I the opportunity to get it back, to be adopted through Christ. So when we put our trust in Christ, we are no longer heirs in waiting. We have begun to participate in the full inheritance. And notice this, and this is so important. From Jesus' birth to the cross, to the resurrection, to the ascension, to being seated at the right hand of God. Salvation is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Christianity is Christ. Christ is Christianity. That's why his name is in it. Now, it's always important for us to remember the importance the apostles place on the perfect life of Jesus Christ as an important, necessary, key element of the cross, but also in our adoption. By birth, we mentioned this Sunday, you can look it up in John 3, people don't like to hear this, by birth, humans are slaves to sin without a heavenly father. But through faith in Christ and him crucified, that is how we become adopted. That is how we become heirs to the kingdom of God. So there's a two-sided coin that we have to remember. There is the forgiveness of sins, heavily emphasized right now in our day. Heavily, too heavily. Watch out for that coin. A lot of times it's a double-sided coin. One side of the coin is the forgiveness of sins that he's talking about here. The other side of the coin here is that we are adopted as heirs. There's a real temptation not to hold them in type tension. Because if you don't hold on to both sides of that coin, there's, there's plenty of two-sided coins. Pardon and power we've talked about before. Pardon from sin, power not to sin anymore. Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. You know, where are your accusers? I don't, I don't accuse you. I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. Pardon and power. Here we have the two-sided coin of forgiveness and adoption of sins. 
It's easy to live only one side of the coin. And it's so important to remember that, that there's, there's so many people out there that are trying to maintain their salvation. That, that's wrong. There's a lot of other people there that are not caring that they're supposed to live like royal heirs. So it, it's an important thing. You're like, wait a minute, we're forgiven, but we're supposed to try and live like we're royal heirs? Exactly, exactly. But, but they seem like opposites. They're not opposites at all. Both are true. We know that as heirs that cannot be cast out, that cannot be disinherited, we love our Heavenly Father. We love Jesus. We love the Holy Spirit. We don't want to do things that is displeasing to them, so we want to live out our sal- work out our salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul told the uh, Philippian church, because he also said, because it's God who works in you. So we do know that we have the forgiveness of sins, but that doesn't stop us from wanting to live out our existence as royal heirs. Verse 6, very important verse. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Notice, we didn't invite him into our heart. That's, I know that's a big thing, but that's bad biblical language. We didn't invite him into our heart. At some point in time in the salvation process, we're told here that God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son, that's the Holy Spirit, into your hearts. God sent Him. You know, it's even people like, oh God, we invite you into this place. God does not need our invitation to a place He already owns. Now, sometimes we're not very hospi- hospitable, are we? <laughs> but this is God's place. He is the inviter. He is the one who says to us, come. And so he sends forth the Spirit into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So right here, we see the Trinity, all pre-existing, all eternal. And as Jesus told the apostles at the Last Supper, the Holy Spirit will come because of the work of Jesus Christ for us. And active in the sanctifying work of Jesus Christ in us, sanctifying is making us more Christ-like, is why at the Last Supper Jesus said, it will be better for you guys if I leave. Because if I leave, the Holy Spirit will come and he will come into each believer and then we will all be able to experience God and then we will all be able to live out the Christian life when he sends the Spirit. I love the fact that Jesus walked this earth in Israel. But if he was there right now, how much would he help you? (laughs) But because of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of his Son, some people say, what's the difference between the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of his Son? The three are one and the one are three. (laughs) This is Trinitarian thinking. We are, he comes, he sends him into our hearts And then we are able to cry out, Abba, Father. Why is this better? Jesus is seated in heaven, but through the person and power of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ is with us 
and he is in us. By the way, this should make church the most exciting place on the planet. With the Holy Spirit coming in, in most of the people that would come into a room, into a building, and, and the Holy Spirit's main job is what? To draw attention to Jesus. To point people to Jesus. Church should be an exciting place. I don't mean to be overly critical, just minorly critical, but you should see some of you on Sunday morning. <laughs> it doesn't look like a Holy Spirit fest. I'm not saying we need to be weird, but we should certainly be excited. Sadly, many people worship and serve out of fear or out of duty because they've missed the point that we are now part of God's family. This is God's family coming together to worship. And this shows us the great love of our Heavenly Father. He sent His Son to die on a cross to save us from our sins. Now, those of you who are parents, would, would you let your son, if you had a son, die on a cross for the sin of people? No way. I'd be like, you're a nice guy, bro, but see you wherever. <laughs> see you on the other side. No way. You would die before your son, wouldn't you? And so for God to make such a sacrifice is incredible. That's how much he loves us. He sent his son to, save, to die on the cross, save us from our sins. And then he adopts us. And it was our sins that put his son on that cross. And then, and that there's more. Then the Lord sends the Holy Spirit into our hearts as evidence that we are adopted to help us live the adopted life as beloved sons and daughters of the king. We come to it again. If you think that God is always disappointed with you, if you think that God is going to zap you every time you do something wrong, you are living like a slave. You are not living like an heir to a kingdom. You are living as if you are unloved. You, you are you're not living as if you are loved. But if you've trusted Jesus, your heavenly Father wants you to know that he loves you as his own and he wants you to rest in that love. He doesn't want you to be all stressed out in that. It's like, well, I know God loves me, but... At the end of verse 6, he says, the Holy Spirit is crying out, Abba, Father, on our behalf. That's what Jesus did. Jesus called God his Father, and the religious leaders' noses were so out of joint that anyone would have the audacity to say that God was their father. I remember when the first person who ever shared Christ with me in a meaningful way, I was 28, he was a 17-year-old kid. And you know what got under my skin? He talked about God like he knew him. He talked about Jesus like he was his friend. He talked about God like God 
talked to him when he read his Bible. He talked about God the Father as if he was his own father. And I was like, at first, I was like, who does this punk kid think he is? And yet I saw in him, not only did he believe it, but he trusted in it. And he was so fine with so many of the things that get us all so hyped up. Romans 8, the Apostle Paul says, we cry out, Abba, Father. Now, in Galatians, he says that the Holy Spirit cries out, Abba, Father. And in Romans, he says, it's we who cry out, Abba, Father. Which is it? Exactly. Why? It's us because the Holy Spirit is in us. See, but the question, if somebody asks that question, they're missing the point. The, the, the point is, because we have been adopted, God is our Father. Now, now some say Abba is, means Daddy. Some say Abba is a bad singing group from a few decades ago. But the idea here is, is that the Spirit of God, when the Holy Spirit is sent to those who put their trust in Jesus Christ, that we now have an intimacy with a Father that we didn't have before. Verse 7, therefore you are no longer a slave but a son. Just, just let that sit for a second. You're no longer a slave to this world but a son or a daughter. You don't have to be in bondage to all of the things that have you in bondage, whether it's something the world says that, that you have to have or a habit that you have. You don't have to be in bondage to that anymore. Why? Because you're not a slave anymore. You are not that person anymore. You are a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ the Apostle Paul sums it up by saying that no one in union with Christ is a slave anymore. How important to remember that when you're tempted. How important to remember that when you think that God has forgotten you. You can say to God, listen, I, I feel like a slave, but I know that's not true because I'm an heir. I'm a son. I, I'm, I'm a daughter. But did you notice he said, you are an heir of God through Christ? Not by being a good person. And while that's offensive to so many people, it is the greatest freedom on the planet. It doesn't depend on you. You don't have to be good enough because Christ was perfect enough. It is through Christ. It is a gift of God. You're an heir of God through Christ through a gift, through the work of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit not only enables us to commune with our Heavenly Father, but he also gives us the power to live differently, to live as heirs. He also gives us the confidence and assurance that you are a child of God. You know what I find in so many people, they're so miserable because they've got nothing to live for. They, they're, they're in bondage to so many different things because they don't see any way out. 
But for the Christian, we need to remind ourselves all of the time we are heirs. We are rich. There is a way out. It has been provided by Jesus Christ at the cross. People say, but I keep on sinning. The Bible comes along and says, okay, fine. Then keep crying out, Abba, Father. Don't stop. And when you keep sinning and you keep crying out, Abba, Father, and maybe some of us need to change our prayers from, dear God, to Father. It should, when you keep calling out, Abba, Father, to God, when you keep sinning, that should give you tremendous confidence that you have been adopted. Because people don't do that. People don't do that. So do you know God is your heavenly father? Again, when you pray, is it always just God? Or is it father? And he's going to continue to develop this point, Lord willing, next week. Do you know God is father? Do, do you realize when you're leaving the grace of God and going back to the law? Do you realize when you're leaving the cross of Christ to going it all depends upon me? Do, do you realize when you're going back to the old ways, you're essentially going back under the guardian, the babysitter? You're not living like you are an heir to a kingdom. I mean, how empty is that? Going back to that stuff. Here's the thing, and it's very important to realize in church world, you can be a servant without Christ. You can. People do it all the time. Every time you go to the restaurants, people are doing it. They are serving you without Christ. But you cannot be an adopted son or daughter of the king without Christ. Don't mix that up. Don't mix that up. You talk to most people, especially go to New York City. All the waiters and waitresses are what? Actors. <laughs> and they all go, I'm doing this just for now. If you, if you serve without Christ, even in church, eventually you will get exhausted. Eventually you will burn out. Eventually you will not have the fire to keep on going no matter how hard it gets. Serving will be a work to you instead of doing it with the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit because you want to serve the kingdom and you want more people to hear about the kingdom. If you try and, if you try and mix being a servant without the power of God, you'll always be living in fear whether you're going to heaven or not. You'll always be disappointed with life. Life is very hard. Life is very disappointing. And so many people cannot live with a low level of disappointment because they're not walking in the power of the Spirit. So many people are chasing satisfaction. Do you remember Mick Jagger told us he can't get none? And he tried and he tried and he tried. Banana, banana. Because God has designed us that we can't get satisfaction without intimacy with him. 
but we tend to go back to what we do and what we're doing and our failures instead of crying out, Abba, Father, and going back to what Jesus has done for us and his success and how that has been credited to us and living like heirs of a kingdom instead of slaves. That's it for today with pastor and Bible teacher Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. We hope and pray that Pastor Jim's simple and passionate verse-by-verse, line-by-line teaching through the Word of God is bringing growth to your Christian faith. Now that you've heard from us, we would love to hear from you. Please let us know how we can pray for you, answer any questions you may have, and let us know how Change by Love has helped you. Perhaps you want someone to explain to you how to have your sins forgiven, how you can go to heaven, and how you can get started or restarted in your faith. Maybe you're looking for a good Bible teaching church in your area, or maybe you just need someone to talk to. Remember, friends, we are here to serve you and to help you, so that someday the Lord will use you to serve and help others. That's the way the kingdom of God works, and we're thrilled to participate with you in the adventure. There are many ways to contact Pastor Jim and the team here at Change by Love. All of our contact information is on our website, www.changedbyloveradio.com. Once again, that's changedbyloveradio.com. Maybe you would like to bless us by writing us a card or a letter. Our mailing address is Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Once again, that's Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. Please join us next time on this same station. Until then, stay close to Jesus, and we know that you too will be changed by His love. <laughs>